at that time, I didn't feel like I had that strength in myself. So I believe that God will, in that revelation, put people in, in your way to say like, Hey, pay attention. Like I'm trying to get your attention. (laughs) And, and that's what happened. Like, because you kept up with me throughout, you know, a year and a half until your next program launched. And I said, yes, that second time. And I still didn't have the money to pay for it. You know what I mean? But I was like, you know what? She's strong. She's confident. I'm going to borrow hers until I can grow my own. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey ladies, listen up. Before we get started with this episode today, I wanted to let you know the Decide It's Your Turn Mastermind is now open for enrollment. I've been doing this mastermind for over four years now and women are walking away more confident, more in their purpose, more in alignment to do the thing that they are absolutely put on this planet to do. You don't have to have a business, but if you do, I guarantee you'll walk away more confident to make those sales. If you need more confidence to live a life that you're absolutely obsessed with, you will walk away more in alignment than ever before. This mastermind includes one-on-one coaching with me. This is what sets it apart. My job is to make sure I hold you accountable to living a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. And I know this mastermind is the thing to do it. Connect with me on Instagram at bchristina. Check the show notes, send me an email. Seats are filling up fast. One-on-one coaching is included in this four-month mastermind. I'd love to have you there and I can't wait. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Decide It's Your Turn podcast today. I'm very excited. I have one of my good girlfriends and former clients, Julianne Kirkland, on the show. She is a podcaster, an overcomer strategist, best-selling author, speaker, coach, all the things, plus a mother of six and mother of quadruplets. That is correct. Yes, she had four babies at one time. We'll talk about all the things, how she's overcome so many obstacles in her life and how she now helps others decide it is their turn to do the exact same. I know you guys are going to love this episode. Y'all, I'm so excited for today. My girlfriend, Julianne Kirkland, is on the show, and I'm so excited to have you. You are a former client who is now um, absolutely just kicking arse and taking names and doing all the things in this world, and I'm just so proud of you. I, I've kind of been able to witness over the last few years of you really honestly just stepping into your greatness and you overcoming so many obstacles. And that's really what this podcast is about today. That's the reason why I wanted to have you on the show, obviously deciding it's your turn. And I've seen you over and over in the last couple of years that we've been connected. You know, you were only a part of my program last year, but we'd known each other for what, at least a year and a half or two years before that. And I was 
able to obviously read your fantastic book, Water Walker. I highly recommend it to every single human who is listening to this podcast. But before, obviously, I'm just giving you this amazing introduction of because you are truly an amazing human, but I'd love for you to tell everyone your side of the story of who you are and why you're here. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So I'm Julian Kirkland. I'm an overcomer strategist. I'm an author and a coach and a speaker as well. And I just want, it's like my mission to make sure that people understand that in the chaos of this world and everything that is going on, that life doesn't have to be so hard. And that, you know, I got so inspired by you, Christina. And in fact, I have this part of a program that I teach and I'm on stage in front of hundreds of entrepreneurs. And I tell the story of how you how we first met and how like you invited me to your mastermind. And I was like, no. And I just kind of thought it was this pitch. And then you kept keeping up with me. And I was like, holy crap, she's a real person. Like she, she actually cares about people. This is different. And just that has always stuck with me. So when I'm telling people of how to advance their marketing, their organic ways of marketing, I'm like, be a real human connect with people. And so I always have you in my mind when I'm telling that story. Oh, thank you. And you know what? I just like think we could like, honestly, we could stop the podcast right here because how oftentimes in your business and in my business, do we get like, how do you brand yourself? How do you give clients? What is it that you're doing? And I was like, no, 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 you're so confused. Like, yes, there is a lot of things that you can do. And yes, there is strategies. And yes, there's things that feel more in alignment to you than to someone else. But at the end of the day, I am really amazing with connecting with humans. Like that's the best thing that I do. Like bottom line is that I actually care about the success of the people that I not only know, but I work with as well. Clearly, you know, I'm a little bit more invested in obviously my clients, but like you and I had had a conversation and a relationship, a social media relationship for way over a year before you bought into any one of my programs. Cause I really did believe that I could serve you. And I think that that's exactly why I pursued you because I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. This is the thing that is holding you back. Everything that you think that you need to be doing is exactly what you need to be doing, but you're so afraid to step into it. And watching you over the last year truly step into your power and step into your greatness. Even before we turned the microphone on today, we were talking about like you getting these aha clarity moments and you've worked with not only myself, but some of the biggest names now, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, like you're a speaker for them now. And, you know, I think that you're understanding that like God created you just like he created Tony and Dean. And you are so stepping into the fact that you are here to serve so many people. And I'm just like uber proud of you. Yeah. thanks. It feels good. It feels really good. Yeah. What do you think was like, so obviously this is like, you know, you brand yourself now as an overcoming strategist. And I think we need to go back to like the fact that like, we've kind of talked for like two or three minutes and people are going to be like, hit their jaw or it's going to hit the floor on this. So you are a mom of six babies. Yeah, we totally left that out that you're a mom of six babies and not only just six babies, like one at a time, you're a mom of quadruplets. And that is a huge part of your story. So like, yes, you've done a lot of awesome things, but like, oh yeah, you're a mom of six too. 
Let's back it up. Let's back it up. Yes. Yeah, so quadruplets, that's four babies at one time. And I always have to like allow people to pause with that because their mind doesn't just naturally accept that <laughs> as, a, as a possibility. Um, but that taught me so much. And I go into, as you know, great detail in my book of just how it tested me spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, like on every possible way I was tested with that pregnancy and that birth and then raising the children. Um, it just, it taught me one that you are wildly capable to achieve more than you ever thought possible. Mm, amen. And yeah, they're still alive. So you're doing a heck of a job, girl. I'm winning. Like, they're alive. Heck Hello. yeah, they are. They're <laughs> alive and well, which is like, I mean, you win in my book from that. Um, but what else was happening during that time, I think is really important to talk about as well. So not only were you dealing and, and you guys, again, get the book Water Walker. It was so, so good. But um, not only during the pre pregnancy, were you dealing with obviously being pregnant with four babies and trying to keep them alive. And, um, you were away from your family at the time because you had to be hospitalized to make sure you were carrying the children to full term. You were dealing with your dad's, um, dementia, Alzheimer's at an early age, you were dealing with a business. You had successful, you were a successful entrepreneur who owned, um, salons that you were dealing with the closure of those. There was so many things going on. And what I, you know, this podcast, the reason why I do it is because I want people to understand that like they actually have the power to decide it's their turn to do anything. And during that time of overcoming and like not only overcoming, but thriving during that time, I'd love for you to talk about that situation and how you truly dealt with like everything that I just listed and more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause another thing on there was um, my alcoholic brother was living with us. Oh, so. that's right. I forgot about <laughs> you know, that part. Just on top of that. <laughs> um, it's funny because when I had written the book and the very first editor I sent it to, she sent it back with notes saying um, it's getting too predictable. And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? It's too, are you kidding? Nobody could predict that. Nope. I, nope. Veto. You're gonna have to explain that. <laughs> but she was saying in the way that like, no matter what obstacle is being put in your way, you're overcoming it. And she was like, how are you doing that? And so it was getting that outside perspective to go, oh, wait, how did I, how did I come through all of that? Like, what, what was my process? What was my thinking? What was happening to me? And looking back on the editing process, again, I say like, the writing the book was the, the bird's eye view, right? On what was happening in that five-year period. The editing of the book was where I elevated even higher and got a God's eye view of what was actually happening during all of that. And he dropped the word arise on my heart. Um, and it just allowed me to create this like five-step process that I was taking myself through each and every single time to arise out of those situations. And so I ended up just kind of running with that and creating a course with that. I coach women through their overwhelm and all their obstacles on that five-step process. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love it. So like, can we go through some of this? Because I do like, obviously it's very different than, you know, working with you or working with myself, but at the same time too, like what are some tangible takeaways that people can walk away from this podcast if they are feeling so overwhelmed? Because tons of my audience, like what I have come to know about my high achieving people who are totally um, attracted to me is the fact that like most of us are so overwhelmed in the day to day. So if you are giving advice to someone who's listening to this podcast right now is feeling 
feeling so overwhelmed with life and is feeling so overwhelmed with the day to day and not really knowing what to do to make sure that they are living a life that they're supposed to be living, following their purpose and staying faithful. You know, obviously one main thing about you is you are like an epitome of just like trusting God through the whole entire process. And like, that is the base to pretty much everything that you do. So like, if I, if you were to help, you know, someone who is listening to this podcast, what are some simple things that people can take away to feel like they can deal with the overwhelm? So it's, it's to really simplify it. And so just like a quick rundown of the arise formula is a is to identify those afflictions from your past. Like if you look back over the course of your life and really start to analyze those hardships, those storms, those pains, all those afflictions that you've had, and I always have them draw out a storm cloud and then kind of write down with lightning bolts, what those pains were. And then you kind of look for that common theme that's running that underlying current that kind of takes you through each of those. And why is it so painful to you? Like, what is it bringing up in you? For mine, it was that underlying feeling that I was never good enough that started from when I was young, 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 young. And, you know, it was not my, I was physically not good enough. I just air quoted, but you can't see that, but (laughs) (laughs) I forget we're on a podcast, Um, but not being physically good enough to hold four babies at once. I mean, I kept going into preterm labor, which is why I had to be shipped away. Um, And I wasn't good enough. I wasn't making enough money to put the best care for my father's Alzheimer's, you know? So it was why those storms were so hard is because it kept pecking at that not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. So identifying that, bringing awareness to that, that's, that's the, that's it. Like that's the key because once you're aware of it, you can see it coming. It doesn't take you by surprise anymore. It doesn't feel so daunting and overwhelming. And just like this pressure that sits on your chest, you see it for what it is. And then, you know, the R stands for revelation. And that's where there's so much more than just inspiration A revelation. I believe is 100% from God. Just like, Hey, I have called you for more daughter. Like it's time to trust me. It's time to lean in. And I I'm often taken back to, um, the book of Matthew, where they talk about the scene where Peter walks on the water. And, um, the truth is Peter never would have exercised that faith. He would have never taken the step out of the boat to walk on those raging waters if Jesus would have calmed the storm first. Mm, yep. And it just, it gives me chills every time because all Jesus said was come, like, just, just come, come on, come on, come on. you know, and we want so badly for our conditions and circumstances to change first, but that's not what faith is. Faith is moving in action despite what's happening. So, um, and then I make sure I'm going in order. I is your inherent needs, like actually recognizing what matters most to you. What are your non-negotiables? Because if you start compromising on those things that matter most to you, you're going to compromise on everything else. Oh, I love that. You literally hit on something that I work with my clients so often. And even, even, um, the revelation part, right? Like you have to recognize what it is of that is holding you back. So that's the reason why I I say all the time, it doesn't matter what coach you get for whatever it is that you're doing. Like you can 
Someone can attract you with funnels or sales or, you know, small following or whatever the heck it is that they're trying to attract you into their program for. But at the end of the day, if you truly aren't dealing with the mental side of it, like that's why to me, the mindset is like the number one key in business and the confidence, because if you're not dealing with the mindset stuff and you're not understanding what is actually holding you back. It's not the fact that you don't have a sales strategy. It's not that fact. You know, the fact is that you have the blocks and whatever that is not feeling enough, right? Like for you, even perhaps if, if it's true, you know, one of the reasons why you didn't perhaps join the first round of the mastermind when you were invited and you did it the second year is because at the time you didn't feel like enough. You didn't feel like you had everything kind of all your ducks in a row in order to be able to do it. So I love the fact that you said that, you know, you you have to step out in faith sometimes, have no idea how you're going to be able to walk in that water when the storm is there, but you have enough faith in knowing that like, no matter what God's got you and you'll figure it out. I love that. hundred percent. And the, the next one is S and that stands for your strength. And here's what actually I learned from you in this process that you're just now talking about is that at that time, I didn't feel like I had that strength in myself. So I believe that God will, in that revelation, put people in, in your way to say like, Hey, pay attention. Like I'm trying to get your attention. <laughs> and, and that's what happened. Like, because you kept up with me throughout, you know, a year and a half until your next program launched. And I said, yes, that second time. And I still didn't have the money to pay for it. You know what I mean? But I was like, you know what? She's strong. She's confident. I'm going to borrow hers until I can grow my own. That's, that's, exactly, that's what happened. That's exactly it. Like I say that so many people tell me, they're like, oh my gosh, if I just had your energy and your confidence and your mindset every single day, I'm like, yeah, that's like 80% of the reason why people like work with me is because by the time that they get off a call, they're going to feel like an absolute rock star as well. And in, in, in seasons in life, we all need that. Like I have borrowed it from my therapist. I borrowed it from my husband. I borrowed it from my coach. Like that's the reason why, like when I tell people, I'm like, yeah, you sign a six month contract, but like, let's be honest. If you're in this for the long haul, you're going to need someone for the rest of your life. Cause we all have these seasons where we need support. Like it just doesn't make sense to me why anyone would not want to do this with support because if you are continuing to trust God, you're continuing to move forward. You're continuing to know that you need support in order to be called into your greatness. And we're, we're not supposed to do this world alone. We're not supposed to do that. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And so many people are now coming to you for that exact same reason. I mean, my gosh, you have six babies and you are the energy bunny as well. I mean, you have so much passion for life and so much, um, you're just called to like energize other people. And so I love that you say that. Yeah. And then the last step is ethos, which is even more to what we're talking about is getting in that community of support, being with those people who call you higher, who see your potential in you and like go to pull it out of you. Cause there is enough haters in this world. There's enough crap out there. There's enough noise, like finding people who help elevate your voice. That's huge. And when you find those people, you hold on to them. Amen. <laughs> like, and that's incredible. And that's what masterminds are all about. Yeah. But that's what, like, that's what this whole thing is about. And it's so beautiful. I think that, you know, you've learned that and a ton of your clients are now getting the exact same thing from you. I mean, you've been a part of, you know, like I said, you've worked with Tony and Dean, if no one knows who they are, I'm 
you might be under a rock if you're listening to this podcast, but <laughs> I mean, but, but a hundred percent, the truth, right? Like you get around people who want more in life. You know, I was doing a discovery call actually the other day, and I was talking to this woman and it's like, she has put off listening to that small, still voice in her whole entire life. Like she's late in her late forties, probably early fifties. And she lives in an area where thinking like you and I think, or people who listen to this podcast is like, you might as well say to her, like say to her people that live around her that, you know, Martians are around her because that's like kind of the situation that she lives in. And, you know, she started following people on social media and realizing that a whole nother world exists. And I think it's just so amazing when God shows you a path, especially in the world that we're living in right now, like with your podcast, my podcast, social media, whatever it is, where someone can understand that there's like, there is people that think and vibrate in this way and want more and are okay with more and are, and like are thriving in more, you know, like you are thriving in more. And when people see that it almost gives them permission to say like, oh my gosh, it's okay to thrive. It's okay to want more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it makes me so happy. Like when I listen to people who are really kind of stepping into that. So Also too, one thing that I think you have dealt with in life is, you know, when you're starting your business, I remember helping you start, you know, in the very beginning of like, what am I going to do? How am I going to serve? One thing about you that I think is so funny. I remember on one of our very first calls, you're going to get a kick out of this. I remember when you're like, okay, so here's the thing. I want like 30 one-on-one clients. And I was like, um, hold the phone. I'm like, I'm so fucking confused right now. I'm like, I have 20 and I do not have children. I have support and like all the things. And I'm like, when are you going to do these calls? You have six humans. (laughs) It's so funny because I think that I'm an Enneagram eight, which is the challenger. So I'm like challenge accepted. (laughs) I'm like, I have a waking hour. Sure. I can do a coaching client in that hour. No problem. But it's so, it's not accurate. It's not, don't do that people. I don't want to. Do not do that. I was just like laughing inside. I was like, this chick does not know like what is up. You laughed a little on the outside too. You can be real. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Like it was, it was just one of those moments that I was like, okay, yeah, that's not going to work. (laughs) So right now in your life, what do you think is, because obviously like people will look at you now and, you know, they see your social media and they see your life where, you know, you have these six kids who are, yep, still alive. Yep. You're, you're kicking butt there. You have a great marriage. You have a podcast. You're doing speaking engagements for Tony and Dean. You've got one-on-one clients right now. What are the things that you're still working on with overcoming? Cause I, I, you know, me, I'm very vulnerable. I always talk about like what I'm still working on. Like, what is it, what, how are you still working on yourself? And like, what is it that you think that you'll always be continuing to work on? And what's the next step for you? Because I want people to understand that, yes, you have an amazing life that you've created because you've taken some intentional rise action, but like, what are the things that you're still working on and how do you support yourself in that? I think um, the main thing that losing my dad to Alzheimer's taught me was to never take for granted my ability to choose one thought over another Mm -hmm. and um, to think about, to spend time, to invest in your brain and your thoughts and to think about what you think about 
is hugely important for your health, for your success, like anything at all. If your brain's not right, nothing will be right. And um, so one of the things that I'm really working on is I'm pretty hot tempered. Like I fly hot really quick. (laughs) It's just, I'm very impatient. It's something that I'm working on that I've always been working on, but um, I want to be so filled with those good things, right? So that when I get pressure, when I get squeezed from the outside world, that what comes out is good things. It's not reaction and anger. It's not, you know, choice words. It's, it's beauty and peace and joy and faithfulness, all those things that I want to continue to put into me. So it's always going to have to keep coming that way. I always have to invest in that. I always have to spend time putting it in. And there's things that I have to eliminate. Like I was watching, I don't even remember what show it was on Netflix. I'm like, this is not serving me at all. It's not serving me. Why am I putting this garbage in my brain? Why? It's no point. Mm. So it's, it's also being aware that you get to choose what you consume. And if you want better for your life, if you want to reach that next level in your life, if you want to, when the pressure is on, be releasing joy and peace and, you know, prosperity and all those beautiful things, then you've got to be spending time putting those in. (laughs) So that's something I think I'll always be working on. I love that so much. And it's so, so true. Like I'm very intentional. Like my husband even says, you know, like uh, reality television shows, he's like, I have enough reality in my own life. Why in the world would I watch someone else's reality, especially when it's garbage stuff. And so I I think that you're, that's very, very important, even on social media, right? Like sometimes you have to block people. Sometimes you have to mute people. Sometimes you have to unfollow people. And even if those people are close, close friends and close family, but they're just like a toxic environment to you because you're trying to lead your most called life. You're trying to lead your most purposeful life. So when you are squeezed, like you said, you know, you're going to ooze the good things. What is it that you do on a daily basis? Like what are a lot of your habits that you've created in order to get to that place? So my number one, like how I start my day is one, I have my phone on my alarm, but it's on the other side of the room. So like, I have to get up to go turn it off, but the alarm label says, be your best self. Hmm. And it reminds me that every time I go to turn it off, right. You're, you're faced with that choice right there. First thing in the morning, do I snooze it away? Do I cancel it and go back to bed? Like go back to what I was doing, or do I get up and start pursuing the best version of myself? And so just that little shift that I made is hugely important. I have have not gotten back into bed since then. I have not snoozed since then because it's that quick reminder first thing in the morning to go be the best version of myself. And then I go and I spend time in the word and Matt sits in his chair and I sit in my chair and we have our coffee, like we're together, but we're separate. And um, that's the time we spend filling ourselves up and it's all before the kids wake up. Because if we try and do it when the kids are awake, it's just, it's no good. It's not going to happen. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Yeah. I'm recording this right now. And they got home off the bus and I'm like, they still haven't interrupted me. This is huge. This is amazing. Lock the doors, lock the doors. It's meant to be. Yeah. Meant to be for sure. So I have a lot of moms that listen to this. And I definitely think that like, I obviously don't have children by choice. And so I love to be able to give moms who are listening to something to this podcast, because most people are, um, a kind of takeaway when you're thinking about like raising your kids in 
the world that we live in right now, because I know that this is something that you're intentionally thinking about all the time and being a, a woman of faith and being a woman who is totally into, you know, overcoming and choosing better and deciding it's her turn. And how do you instill that in your kids? Like, what are some things that you're doing right now that you're, that you believe are, is really helpful to your kids in this, in, especially in the world that we're living in, which is, you know, COVID social media, all the things. Yeah. It's, you know, my husband and I were talking about this the other night. It's that we're beginning to get frustrated because they want that instant gratification all the time. And we're like, but we're not like, we're not teaching them that, are we? Like, I, I think we're pretty aware of like patience and all that. Stuff. You know, I said, it's the biggest thing I struggle with, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's when they're in the world, like when they're going to school and do like, this is the world that they live in. And so it's like, okay, like, how do we put on the armor while they're at home? Like, what do we instill in them? Because, you know, um, my youngest Myers the other day, he was having a meltdown about something and he was like, I'm just a bad kid. I'm a bad kid. And I was like, no, you made a bad choice. Yeah. You're not a bad kid. And it's just those little things to just keep putting back into them and filling them up again with the good things. Because again, they didn't, they didn't learn that from us. We don't say that, but they can hear it from other people and that, and they're exposed to it. And so it's like, okay, how do we say, no, you're not a bad kid. You're a great kid. You made a bad choice, you know? And there's times where <laughs> uh, I was telling the story on stage one time and well, on stage is virtual. So there's the chat box. Who right? cares? <laughs> That's like in front of thousands. That's freaking awesome. But it's like, what, what's going to happen when we actually go back on the stage and we're like, okay, put in the chat. <laughs> There's no chat box. I love it. Well, and when you're standing in front of like, I mean, how many people are in those virtual audiences? Thousands? It's hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a whole new experience for you. The butterflies are going to be so much different. Like wear pants. Like yeah. it's going to be a big deal. <laughs> I'm like what? I have to get dressed. This is so weird. But, um, <laughs> so Somebody had dropped a statistically speaking, the chi a child hears the word no 300 times a day on average. What? I know. And I was like, I have six kids. <laughs> I'm oh. saying no 1800 times a day. <laughs> and I was like, hmm? like it made me nauseous, but it's so true because we say things like, no, 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 no. You know, like that's yeah. so fast that we get out. No, don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't, no, no, no. And, um, so thinking about 1800 times a day, I was like, this is insane. And somebody dropped in the chat, like this really long drawn out, like, well, you should say, you know, oh, don't do that right now, child. Just calm down. Like I'm saying it in this voice. Cause that's how I read it. I don't know that yeah. she meant it, but I'm like, okay, okay. Here's the thing though. <laughs> There's still reality. And sometimes the reality with six children is like, sit your ass down. Exactly. <laughs> that, that happens, you know, and it's, Again, though, I know when I have erred and I own that. I will go apologize to my child if I fly hot on them afterwards, because that's important too. It's important to see like, hey, you know what? You can make mistakes as long as you own your mistakes and apologize for it. I think that is teaching them a skill that a lot of grownups need to learn. Amen, <laughs> you know, sister. To own it. 
Oh my gosh, totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, and it's just so interesting too. Like, and I know like this is part of your formula, like the revelation part, but like, there's so many things that now being an adult, no matter like what family background you came from, like, you know how like most people would be like, oh, but I came from a great family. I'm like, yeah, but your parents still jacked you up. Like my mom and I are in therapy right now just to try to learn how to communicate better. And I'm not, and I say that is such like, I am so unbelievably grateful that I have that opportunity. I, I am so proud of my mom and I for doing the work to like have a better relationship and to be able to communicate. Like it just makes me overflow with like so much gratitude that I have understood that that's a possibility. But I love the fact that like, you're talking about like talking to your kids about the ability that they have and the decisions that they have to change some of the choices, like change some of the patterns. You know, I think that that's one of the most beautiful things with doing mindset work. And, you know, like I always say to like my clients, like, I'm like, now that, you know, you can't unknow, like, you know what I mean? Like you understand now that like, yep, that's a a habit. And that was like a, a thing that your parents did a choice that your parents had. But now that you understand you have the power of a decision to make a different choice, you now like understand that you're like, crap, the only person to blame right now is myself for not making a different decision. And I love the fact that you're telling your kids that you're human, because I think one thing that I have come to understand when now being quote unquote a grown up, I still sometimes don't think I'm a grown up. I'm almost 40, but <laughs> um, seeing my girlfriends with their kids, I now understand that, like, you know, when you were a kid, you always thought like your parents were like, they had that God role. Like it was like, they did something. Well, that was the only way. And I remember now, like seeing my kids, how like they punish their kids or like, Hey, go to your room. You shouldn't have done that. And then their kid leaves the room and their parents like bust out laughing. Like I never understood that like parents did that. And I like to, to, to fathom that my parents were like actually not mad, but they had to punish me is like such a crazy thought to me still to this day. But I love the fact that I now can understand that like parents are doing the best that they can. And they have absolutely kind of, they have absolutely no idea what they're doing, especially when like they're their first ones. They're trying to raise themselves right now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right. Get a coach. You need one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm like, that is the, that's why I think it's just so cool when people like yourself and, you know, obviously I don't have children, but like my clients, they work on themselves and then they realize that like, they have the power to kind of like put in like almost stop losses with their kids to be like, wow, we were doing this for like the last 25 years and this is on me or 35 years. And this is on me, but now I know I have the choice to do something different, the decision to do something different. And oftentimes people look at, you know, investing in coaching with you, me or whomever, they look at that as an expense. And I look at it as such an investment because like the trickle down effect, like, you literally invested in yourself. And now it's like, there's six humans, there's your husband, there's your clients. And I think a lot of people don't think about like literally changing generations when you can change yourself. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. And the thing that I also, that you taught me is that working with a coach, especially one that 
truly sees the best in you. And I mean, I remember on one of our calls, I was like, Christina, I feel like I'm on the edge of greatness. And you were like, you are, I see it. Totally, you know, like, I swear. <laughs> you were just pulling it out of me. But the thing of, I, I didn't realize that was going to come out of that relationship is that like you were seeing my blind spots because that's why they're blind spots. They're blind to you. You don't see them on your own. <laughs> and that's really what a coach does is they, they help you course correct and they, they see your blind spots and that allows you to still be human, to still show up, to, to want to live in that higher way, but also to have somebody coming alongside of you. Like, I got you, I got you. Watch out here. Oh yeah. Oh, watch out here. You know, really helping guide you along the way. It's, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it's like the external perspective, right? Oftentimes we're so in it, especially like, you know, whether it's a business starting the business or like, you know, changing your mindset or changing your confidence or, or even like relationship stuff, whatever it is, right. It's like, you're so in it that it's so hard to like, get that overhead view. Like you just said, you know, it's so hard to just see oh my gosh. Okay. We're not that stuck. We're like one step away or like, let's take a right turn here instead of a left turn. And it's just like such a game changer. And yeah, I'm just, I'm unbelievably proud of you. I'm so thankful that you decided to, um, step out onto your own. And, you know, obviously you were writing the book and working for Tony and Dean, and now you're leading so many women around the world. And I want you just to be able to tell everyone where they can find you, where the book is available. I know you can get it for free, which is so crazy. And, um, yeah, how they can, how they can connect with you and listen to your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is called next level faith podcast. It's on all the podcasts places. <laughs> it exists. That's podcasts. what I say. I'm like, you know, where you get podcasts, all those places that I'm a coach. I'm not a podcast podcasting person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I love my tag, my tagline, which says the best version of you begins on your next level of faith, because it's just so true. It's stepping up, it's stepping out. Um, and you can get access to that and all the ways to work with me from my website at www.juliannekirkland.com. Amazing. We will put it all in the show notes. I adore you. I'm so proud of you. I love watching all of the things that you have going on. And, um, I, I'm telling you, I've had three clients write books in the last year. And I'll tell you what y'all like best, some of the best books I've ever read are from my clients in the last year. Maybe just because I'm so obsessed with y'all, but your book was, I told you, I read it on two airline flights and I was just so, so I was, I was in love with it. So check out the book, check out Julianne's podcast, be sure to follow her over on Instagram. And perhaps if you're a part of Tony and Dean's things, you'll see her speaking to thousands with pants on, hopefully here in, in person. On, hopefully soon. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks girl. Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that'll help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.